Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. I'm talking about you being born into the Kingdom of God and how God intends you to live out the Kingdom reality that you've been born into. Again, I have to emphasize this. You don't die to get into the kingdom of God. Now you neither are you waiting for the kingdom to come. The kingdom is right here because it's peace, right, joy in the Holy Spirit. Romans 14, 17. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. As long as you have the Holy Ghost with you, you have the kingdom of God with you. And the world will tell us that many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God, indicating to us that the Holy Spirit within you begins to lead you in whatever you do. And in so doing, you are expressing the kingdom you have been born into. Now we have the kingdom of God, we have the kingdom of this world. We have to understand that. That is to say, what controls you, what rules you, so there is a place for the expression of God's kingdom and there is a place for the expression of the kingdom of this world. But because you are born again, you have come into the light and the glory of the Father. Your life is meant to manifest the very nature by which you have been born. But that I mean, you have to begin to express the nature and the character of God because I always try to define for you in a very simple term what is the kingdom of God. Apart from the simple definition from scripture, speaking of righteousness, peace, and joy, the Holy Spirit, we have the animal kingdom, we have the plant kingdom, we have the fish kingdom, if you will, we have the reptile kingdom, we have the flowers or plant kingdom, they are all kingdoms. And in all of these things, they have the same characteristics. So the reptile kingdom have the characteristics of reptile, cold-blooded animals. Uh, we talk about the dog kingdom, they have the weather bag, they have their own nature. And what is that supposed to mean to us? It means all kingdoms have the same characteristics. And so, if that is the case, the kingdom of God is simply those who have the character and the nature of God. So, God's kingdom simply means God's species of people. God's kind of people. Those made in His image and likeness that form the kingdom of God. I've said it again and I will say it here. The kingdom is not the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God is the control and rule of God over creation. If the sovereignty of God is the same thing as the kingdom of God, then God will not ask you to seek the kingdom. If the sovereignty of God is the kingdom of God, He will not ask you to be born again into the kingdom. Because God rules the universe. But that is not the kingdom. The kingdom has to do with those who are born by His Spirit. So we must understand the difference between the kingdom of God and the sovereignty of God. A lot of people misconstrue these two terms. And they think that sovereignty of God means the same thing as the kingdom of God. That's not true. You see, God can use Nebuchadnezzar, but Nebuchadnezzar was not born again. 
Are you getting what I'm talking about? Come on, are you with me? Right. But that's the sovereignty of God. God chose Nebuchadnezzar, Jeremiah 25, used him to do what he wanted him to do. But Nebuchadnezzar was not born by the Spirit of God. You see what I mean? That's the sovereignty of God. He can use anybody. He can use anything. He can. But when we talk about being in the kingdom, we're talking of those who are born of the Spirit of God. Can you get the difference? Praise God. Hallelujah. And so when we get now to Hebrews chapter 12. Oh, come on. I got to fight my spirit. Hebrews 12 verse 27. The Bible says, And this word, the small, Hebrews 12 27, signify the removing of those things that are shaken, as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Hallelujah. Now, those which are not be shaking may remain. I want to give you a simple definition because what I'm dealing with today is stability. Expressing the kingdom of God but in a stable spirit. Amen. Those who are born into the kingdom, they have a stable character. They have a stable spirit. You can, if you will, largely predict who they are. And so when you come to verse 28 of Hebrew 12, it says, Wherefore we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may save God acceptably with reverence and godly fear. We are receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. That means the kingdom is stable. And if the kingdom is stable, God is stable. If God is stable, you who is in the kingdom, you should be stable. Can I hear an amen? Praise the Lord. So, one of the major characteristics of God is stability. And that's what we're dealing with this morning. That you born into the kingdom, you ought to have a stable personality, a stable character. And I'll make you see that, you know, from scripture. But let's try, I don't want to use a scripture to describe for you God's own nature. In Job 25, Job, rather, Job 23 verse 13, Job 23 verse 13, right, the Bible says, but he is in one mind, talking about God, Job was describing God, and who can turn him? In other words, if God fixes his mind to do a thing, he will do it. You can't turn him back, you can't, you can't bend his hand, you can't convince him to get out of what he wants to do, he is in one mind. And what he so desired, even that he do it. Glory to God. He will do what he wants to do. Amen. He's in one mind. He is not altered in his purpose. You can't change him in what he wants to do. He wants to save the world, he wants to save the world. You can't stop him from saving the world. Hallelujah. It's in one mind. He has one purpose. Bible talk about his soul. He has one great purpose. Nothing is confusing. No half a dad's life. Everything has a proper place with a view to his purpose, goal, and objective as far as creation is concerned. And so when you begin to read a scripture talking about let's make mine an image and after our likeness, you understand what I mean? In Genesis 1, 27, God have not changed his mind on that. Did you get what I mean? He have never changed his mind on that. And that is why he discovered that even before man fell, he made provision. 
Scripture says Christ was slain before the foundation, before the tohu bohu, the collapse of creation. Christ had been slain. That means the sacrifice to redeem creation was already made before creation fell. God has not changed his mind. Man is still in the image and likeness of God. A man is being redeemed, man being brought to that place of authority and dominion. And that is why you, when you come into the kingdom and God begins to cause you to see what he has in mind, you should rise. Oh, come on. And scripture begins to say, arise for that glory is come. No, arise right at this moment. There is no delay. You can come to the place of authority and dominion because the glory of the Lord is risen upon your life. What man lost for the glory? All have sinned. Come on here. And come short of the glory of God. Have you read that? All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But you must not stop there. It goes beyond that. All have sinned in Adam and come short of the glory. But right now, you are not short of his glory. Did you get that? You can't you People can't preach that on you. You can't use that to preach. I mean... You, you, you can say that to people who have not come into the kingdom. All have seen and come short of the glory of God. Now, that was then. But for this hour, no, you are not a sinner. You are born by Spirit of God. You are a child of God. You are becoming one in the very image and expression of the Father. You are not a sinner. All I've seen was before you repented. All I've seen was before you knew who you were in God. Glory to God. Is that too hard for you? Praise the living God. Let me try to control myself. You know when the Bible talks about it's appointed unto man wants to die. And so people come out and say, well, everybody must die. That is not what the Bible is teaching in Hebrews 9, 27, 28. Hebrews 9, 27, 28. I'll show you something. God has not changed his mind about redemption. And it's appointed unto man wants to die. Listen, and it is appointed unto man wants to die after this judgment. Oh, come on now. So Christ... Did you get that? So Christ was once offered to bear the word, the sins of many. The father of death was seen. So he died and took your place. So it's not the message to be preached for funeral. Now there's the message to begin to tell you that you have to die tomorrow. That's not what the Bible is teaching. So many men were consigned to death. Men were sentenced to death. Christ came and said, I'm taking the sentence upon myself. So death is far from your tabernacle. And you have to know this to escape from the grips of death. So even if death is staring you on the face like this, you can take death. He took my place. Get out of my house, Mr. Death. <laughs> the wages of sin is death. Now he took the wages. The salary for sin is death. He got the payment. You have nothing to pay. Are you see there? 
Listen. Most of what happened to us have nothing to do with any of those stuff. It's just inability to handle our health with wisdom. What to eat. All of those things are responsible for some of the things we suffer. Is that okay? A few days ago, I almost died. It was crazy. Why? Because I wake up in the morning, I will take grape too. Because I wanted to burn stomach fat. And my wife will say, grape is not. I say, come on, baby, relax. I want to burn stomach fat. Huh? The whole thing corroded my intestine. And it was now an issue. Almost died. It was not the devil. Lack of wisdom. It's what I choose, what I was eating. Uh, is anybody following what I'm talking about? I poison my system, not the devil. I need you to understand that God is stable. He has not changed his mind. He wants to redeem you. He has redeemed you. You've got to live with the power and the glory of redemption. <laughs> Hallelujah. God will not change his mind. He's a stable person. So let's move on here. And then we get down to what am I trying to say? The Bible talks about we receive the kingdom and the kingdom cannot be moved. Praise God. And so if the kingdom cannot be moved, you also in the kingdom, you cannot be moved. You are stable. So God has this particular character. And that is the character of stability. He's a stable person. If you see God today, you see what the Bible says? Huh? Yesterday, today, and it's stable. Did you understand that? You want to know what God is? Who God is? Yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same. God is stable. So my question is, if you are born by the Spirit of God, who ought you to be? A stable character. Are you following what I'm saying? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Look at Isaiah 33 verse number 6. Isaiah 33 verse number 6. Praise God. And the Bible says, Wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of the times and strength of salvation. Hallelujah. The fear of the Lord is what? His treasure. Wisdom and knowledge shall be what? The stability of your times. By implication, salvation delivers to you wisdom and knowledge. It makes you a stable person in your life. Are you with me? Come on. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The word stable in the Hebrew actually means firmness, security, morally fidelity, set office. Oh, come on. Stability. In other words, God sets you in an office. You're going to be in that office, manifest everything that the office carries. You are stable. No devil can shift you. No circumstance can shift you. 
You are stable. You believe you are a believer. You are a Christian. You begin to attend service. You ought to be stable. Nothing ought to shake you. We're talking of expressing the kingdom. Hallelujah. I'm talking of stability. Firmness. Have you come to the place where you can already have firm decisions about your salvation? I mean, firmness. Do you really, have you come to that place? (laughs) When you are resolute and you said, nothing can change me. I've made up my mind. God helping me. I'm not turning back. Hallelujah. Are you still there? Stability. How stable are you? That's my question. I mean, <laughs> I know you now. Can I continue to know you the, the way you are? Can I? I mean, if I'm... Hallelujah. Yesterday I was teaching on the leadership. I, 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 let me show you something. Give me that Hebrew 13 verse 17 again. And we'll come back. to Isaiah 33. Knowledge. Wisdom gives you stability. And so when you look at Hebrews, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourself for the watch for your souls as they that must give account that may do it with joy and not with grief. But that is unprofitable for you. Obey those who have rule over you. My question is this. Is the Bible says because they give account. Now can I, can I know you today and I know you Tomorrow, and I know you next tomorrow to be the same person so that when I'm writing an account or a report, I will say, Yes, this is who I know him to be. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. God is stable, the kingdom is stable. You're born into the kingdom, you should have stability. You cannot. Let me show you a scripture that will surprise you. Proverbs 24, verse 21. Oh, glory to God. My son, fear thou the Lord and the King, and meddle not with them that are given to change. <laughs> that means some people are not stable. What does it mean to meddle? Don't mix up, don't bridle. Don't entwine yourself with those who are given to change. They are not stable in their lives. That is not kingdom. That is not the characteristic of those who are born into the kingdom of God. My son, men do not. Don't mix up. Don't have anything to do with those who are given to change. Mingle not yourself. Avoid society of restless persons, company of people who can make up their mind for God and stay there. Avoid them. Man, we will make you turn your back on the fates. Avoid them. They don't have anything to offer you. Are you still there with me? Meddle not. Don't mix up with those who are given to change. 
Oh, glory to God. Let's take the from the message translation. We're taking from verse 22. My child, fear the Lord and the king. Don't associate with rebels. Who are the rebels? Those who don't want to keep their faith. Those who don't want to stay on. <laughs> Praise the living God. Verse 22 says, What did that we hit them suddenly? That's a consequence of fluctuating life. Disaster will hit them suddenly. Who knows what punishment will come from the Lord and the King? Those who are not stable in life, they get into trouble unexpectedly. You begin to wonder, but I was thinking this guy is a Christian. Why are you voting befallen Christians? You don't know who they are. They are such unstable people. They are in the name of the Lord. And I'm going to show you some of the characters, some individuals who actually have this kind of association or spirit that God wants you not to associate with. And I'm talking about Christians. I'm not talking about men in the street. Are you with me? The other day somebody was chatting with me and he asked me a question and I told him, the Bible was not meant for the man in the street. It was meant for you. Because the Bible is the constitution of the Christian community. You cannot use the constitution of Nigeria to judge somebody in Cameroon, except the person comes to live here. The laws of Nigeria does not bind a Cameroonian unless the man is residing here. So the man in the street had nothing to do with the Bible. It was written to Christians and not the man in the street. Until they are born again, they can't see what is in the book. It's your legal document for those who believe in the Lord. Is anybody following this? So when he talks about those who are given to change, he's not talking about those outside the church. We are dealing with people whose personality are not predictable. We are dealing with people whose character you can't define. We are dealing with people who are actually disgracing God because of their character fluctuation. That is not how to express the kingdom. Is anybody getting this? And so don't associate with rebels. Men who will not see the light of the gospel and stay on. Men who will not allow the world to transform, change them. Men who will not allow the world to lead them to the place of the fullness of glory. Don't associate with them. They are not stable. Are you still there with me? How far can I know you? That's the question. How do you keep your words? Your promises? Hmm? Hallelujah. I went to buy tires for the building last week. And the dealer said, the prices have gone up. Then I asked, when did you buy these tires? We bought last week. This week, you are increasing the price. This one you are selling, when did you get this stock? He said about last month. What was the price last month that you were selling? 
Are you saying if you see selling that price now you are not going to make profit? Are you following what I'm talking about? You see, men are never predictable. And that is not the kingdom reality. Because if you buy a product last two months, there was a price range like was selling. You were still making your profit. Why are you topping it now? When you have not gone to the market just yesterday to get a higher price on the produce. That's not kingdom lifestyle. You want to make more money and take advantage of people. Unstable character. Don't associate with people like that. Be content with what you have. Huh? What did the Bible tell you? Contentment. With godliness is what? Great gain. Be content with what you have. Be content with what God has given to you. So they can be a stable personality. Men whose thoughts are always fluctuating. Huh? Today they are Peter, tomorrow they are Judas. No. That's not how to be a believer. That's not how to be in the kingdom. How come if you give me a promise, I can't believe what you say? Hallelujah. Are you with me? Don't be an unstable character. Huh? Husband, wife. Don't be an unstable character. Let's know how to express the kingdom of God. Praise the living God. You see, God is stable in all his ways. It's God's stability. And we are born as the spirit of God came into our life. We are born again. Therefore, we are supposed to have stability within our spirit. Everything cannot just easily move us. Praise the living God. Are you still with me? Situations where you want to change everything you have overnight because something else comes up. Somebody else. I mean, I don't know. I've always warned every one of us. As much as possible, be led by the Spirit. As much as possible, don't allow advertisement to control your purchase. Be sure whatever you're going for is what you truly needed. Not because it's fanciful, not because it's beautiful, not because there's a great advert for it. Let it be what you really need. For the Lord shall supply your need according to his riches in glory, not your wants. I mean, if you understand, we buy because we want. No, because it's needful. Hallelujah. Unstable personalities. Don't meddle with it. Can we take that again? Proverbs 21. I mean 24 verse 21. Meddle not. Don't mix up. My son fear thou the Lord and the king. And meddle not with them that are given to change. A lot of ministers are like that. They say because somebody has a big staff, whatever, they want to be like that man. They want to change their message to be like that man. <laughs> the Bible made us to understand we're all unique people. And you have different expression 
for that which God has given to us. Are you still there with me? I've had a lot of confrontation by people who want me to change the things I teach. So that I can conform to the standard that they want. I'm not a motivational speaker. And you can't make me to become one. But I motivate you enough by the things I teach. Am I correct? <laughs> it's not about purpose, purpose, purpose. If you know who you are, you will know your purpose. <laughs> are you following what I'm talking about? They want me to change what I'm teaching. They want me to change. They just passed on this is too deep. This is too hard. I mean, pastors' friends have spoken to me last two months. A pastor said the same thing. Teach only this thing to disciples who are matured. Not for everybody. Then I said, where will everybody get it? Hallelujah. If I must teach it to just few disciples and not to everybody, so where would everybody get it? Did Jesus die for some people alone? He died for everybody. Don't, don't. You see, men do not, don't mix up, don't associate. How many of people know braided people? This one here. You see the braiding of the hair? That's how to meddle, that's how to mix. You mix, and that's what sisters are doing today. They take the black and then the blue and then take the, and then the mixes, huh? <laughs> that's, that's how to meddle. That's how to mix up. You understand that? Don't mix up with those who are given to change. They can even leave you on the way. You agree with them, we're going this way. Before you know, they have disappeared. You are your own. They can lead you to places you are not intended to go to. Don't mix up with people who are given to change. Young sixers, somebody comes to you and says he's dating you. Huh? And they'll be giving you promises and all of that. And before you know it, there are fluctuating characters. It's about time you run. Cancel the dates. Are you still with me? Don't mix up with men who are given to change. God wants you manifest his glory. Let me show you some people who are not stable in life and some characters of people in the Bible that had wandering spirits. Go with me to Jude. Jude is one book. So you can say Jude chapter 1 if you want, but it's just one book. They might have no time to write too many things. One book is enough. <laughs> just one is enough. And it summarizes everything you want. Just one is enough. One book. That's number 10. This character of these people who are given to change. It's about these speak evils of those things with their know not. But what they know natural brute beasts in those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. Who is Cain? Cain killed Abel. He was supposed to be a believer. He's a brother to Abel. He killed Abel. 
Because it's not a stable personality. Spirit of murder crept into his life. Was used by the devil, if you will, because Cain was off the devil. Receive another spirit from the spirit of the family. He killed his brother. Not stable. And ran greatly after the error of Balaam for the word. I mean, if you understand, Balaam was truly a prophet of God. He wasn't a fake man. But he loved money. Money made him to corrupt his ministry. He was given to change. Ah, when the king promised him so much money. <laughs> he went to God and said, Shall I go? God said, Don't go. Okay. The next time he can, Shall I go, Lord? And the man said, But if you come and we increase, and we're about to go, Shall I go? God said, Okay, you go. That is not the perfect will of God was a permissive will of God. Go, because you want to go, not because I want you to go, just go. But you will not be able to say anything beyond what I put in your mouth, because you are my vessel. So when he went there, start prophesying, he couldn't prophesy. Instead of cursing the people, he was blessing the people. God is in his own mind. You can change him. You can bend him. What he has for you, you're going to get it. Hallelujah. That's why you don't envy anybody. Because David will say, the Lord have fallen to me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. What you have is yours. No man can take it. The lies are falling to me in pleasant places. I have the godly heritage. That is how I've inherited something which is godly. For my cup ran it over. Not your cup, my cup. Not another embezzling cup, my cup. You should be able to know where your cup is running over. Oh, come on. Are you still there with me? You, you should know what your cup looks like. You should know the level it is. And you should know when it's getting full and running over. You should know. For knowledge and wisdom shall be what? The stability of your time. Oh, come on. You getting it? You should know. When you are growing, you should know. When faith is coming, you should know. When your money is increasing, you should know. <laughs> Glory to God. So, Balaam went for money. And the next thing is, and they perished in the Gensane of Corey. Corey were the one that I'm trying to confront Moses. I mean, if you understand that. Yeah, they want to confront leadership. Now, understand, this is somebody who's supposed to follow someone else. And they want to try to make it, you think you are the only one that can prophesy, you know more than us, what do you think so? Huh? Are we also not priests? Are you following that? Unstable. They won't maintain their position. They won't maintain what God has given to them. They are not satisfied with the authority position God has given to them. They are never satisfied. And that's what leads to envy, jealousy. Biting people's back, which is backbiting. Praise God. Look at the description given to characters like this. 
These are spots in your feet for charity. That means when you come together in fellowship, they are blemished, they are stains. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear in the world, clothes they are without water, emptiness, carried about the wings because they are not stable. Trees look fruit with it, without fruit twice dead, and plucked up by what? By the roots. Verse 13 says what? Raging waves of the sea, forming at what? Their own shame. Wandering stars, to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. A star that is wandering is not stable. How many of you know that you are stars? You are supposed to be shining in the firmament of God's glory. You are stars. God spoke to Abraham and said, look up. If you can count the stars, so shall your seed be. We are Abraham's seed by faith. We are stars in the heavens of God. How many of you understand what I'm saying? And listen and listen closely. As a star, the heaven is open. No two star clashes. No. Glory to God. No one star outshine the other. You shine based on the level of glory God has given to you. Be content with that. Wandering stars, they are not stable. Have you ever been to the ocean? Have you gone close to the river enough? You see how the ocean gets mad by itself and then foaming to the shore. And one of the things that go with the foaming of the ocean is that it carries a lot of debris and dirt and fields along with it. Unstable people are filthy people. Don't associate with them. Are you listening? Hallelujah. What's the time? Can I stop? <laughs> Praise the living God. You want me to stop? Go with me to James chapter 1. Oh, glory. James chapter 1, verse number 8. <laughs> I need you to read that before I say anything. Can you see it on the board? You see people you cannot associate with? A double-minded man is one. Unstable in all his ways. Not some ways. All his ways. Even in eating, he's unstable. <laughs> in all, not some ways. Are you still with me? A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Meddle not. Because you can predict them. Hallelujah. Double-minded means double soul. Because the mind is finding the soul. The soul is made up of your mind, your will, your intellect, and what? Your will. So a double-minded man is a man that is double soul. Praise God. No, no, no. 
When you have a double soul, what happens? This, 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 this way it plays out. One soul is directed towards God and the other soul is directed to something else. So you have a dual personality. We can predict you. Today you are fire. The next day you are, you are not only lukewarm, you are cold. Can you get it? A double-minded man. Yeah, but I shake your head very well. Shake away the sleep. Okay, that's good. Shake your head very well. <laughs> I see him shaking his head. It's like sleep is troubling him. Shake it up because the devil wants to cheat you out of this. A devil-minded man is unstable in all his way. Meddle not with them. The born for God this moment, the next day, they are already cold because something has just attracted them. Praise the living God. Can I predict you? Can I say that brother? No, I know. Even though I'm up there, he's in fellowship. As you mean, I'm traveling. Can I say, no, no, I know that brother is in church right now, even though I'm not there. A double-minded man. He's unstable in all his ways. So one of the things that gives you instability is one mind is for God, one mind is for something else. That means you are always distracted. The world continues to pull you. The glory and the beauty of the world continues to drag you from the feet of the Lord. A double-minded man is so stable in on his ways. Are we still here? Praise the living God. I need you to catch this because I think it's going to help you. Now, 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 if I may, do you even know why you have the five of ministry? Ephesians 4. Let's just read through it. 11. The reason why God gave the gift, the five of ministry gift, Ephesians 4, verse 11. And the Bible says, can we get that? Praise the Lord. And he gave some apostles and some... I think when you read from here, you may not. Can we go up a little bit to verse number 5? Let that mind. Let's go back to verse number 5. So you see why. We have one Lord, one faith, one baptism, right? One God, and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. And he said, but every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Every one of us, not some. So you have a measure of the grace of the Spirit of Christ with you. You have it. Verse 8 says, Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gift unto men. What is the gift that he gave to men? The next we're going to look at. When he ascended, by the time he died and went on to glory, he now collected gifts to give to men. What are the gifts? Verse 9 said, Now that they ascended, what is it but that he also fell descended? I mean, first into the lower part of the earth. Is that okay? What means he died and he rose? It was when he rose that he gave the gift unto men. So what's the gift? Verse number 11 now. Okay. That he descended also, I mean, 
He that descended the same also that ascended far above the heaven that he might feel all things. Basically with this present. And then he did what? He gave now what? Some apostles. Remember, he gave gifts unto men. So what are the gifts? Apostles. What was the next thing? Prophets. What was the next thing? Evangelists. What was the next thing? Pastors and teachers. Now, what he's saying is this. These five for ministry are gifts to men. And there's a reason he gave this gift to you. And so in accepting, the first thing is you have to accept a gift for it to benefit you. So I'm going to read why he gave you this gift. So the question is, do you have a pastor as a gift? Do you have an apostle as a gift? Who is your gift? Are you listening? And if you have a gift, you got to cherish that gift. If you have a gift, you got to nourish that gift. If you have a gift, you got to preserve that gift. Are you getting this? If somebody gives you gold, what are you going to do? Especially sisters. You get a box and put it in. And you lock it. You can't even allow your kids to play with it. Why? Because of the value you place on the gift. Am I correct? Do you have a gift? Look at the next thing. Hallelujah. What's the next thing you find there? For what? This gift are for what? The perfecting of the saints. That is the maturing. To bring that to the place of maturity. Now, the ultimate goal of this fivefold gift is to make sure you are stable. For the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all, now some, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Knowledge of the Son of God. Not knowledge of Adam. Knowledge of the Son of God. The Son of God. That is to say, the knowledge we need. According to Isaiah 33, verse number 6, when it says knowledge and what? Okay. Wisdom shall be the stability of your time. The knowledge you need is the knowledge of who? The Son of God. Amen? Unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of all, the fullness of Christ. What is the reason? That, verse 14, we henceforth be no more children tossed and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in way to deceive. This is the only reason. The gift makes you stable. That you are not such that all oh, is happening over there. Oh, yeah, all oh, there. Huh? <laughs> and Jesus will say in Luke chapter 17, He said, When they tell you it's over there, don't go. When they tell you it's over there, don't go. For 
The kingdom of God is within you. Huh? Luke 17, let's look at it. From 20. Luke 17, 20. And when he was demanded on Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God come in not with observation. It's not what you see. Because it's spirit. Now, he said the greater problem is people don't understand the difference between literal and physical. This, this is physical. But spirit is literal. Something is literal means he has power, but you can see with your eyes. Can you see wind except you see it's turning things upside down or something? The fan is blowing. Can you see wind here? But the wind is literal because it's cooling us. But it's not physical. The fan is physical. The wind is literal. You need to understand it is. The kingdom is literal. But not physical. You don't see it with your eyes. But it's a force. Is that okay? What's the next thing? Now that shall they say, Lo here, or lo there. For behold what? The kingdom of God is within you. So when they tell you, all is over there, stop being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Whatever you are looking for over there is within you. Express the kingdom. Are you still there with me? Express the kingdom. See, don't be carried about by every wind of doctrine. Don't be carried about by even the things you see and all of those things. You know, I believe in miracles. I love miracles too. You know that? But guess what? You need to grow to the place where you become miracle personified. You don't look for miracles. Because there was a time when Israel was in the wilderness. They are the miracle of manna. How many of you understand that? They always had manna come to them in the morning, manna come to them in the daytime. But when they go to the promised land, Bible says manna sees. <laughs> but yeah, that was a place where you have milk and honey. Huh? So God is not saying grow up. I'm no longer supplying those things because now you ought to be matured. No manna. Now, now that there's no manna, what are you going to do? You're going to till the ground. You need honey? Go and get the honey from the bush. The honeycomb is right in the bush. Are you still following what I'm talking about? Right. Manna seeds. I'm not supplying those seeds. You get it yourself because you come to the place where you now begin to get those miracles by your own self. Not me anymore. You've got to grow up. And know that the miracles are all within you. You've been looking for a miracle for so long. It's about time you start performing some miracles too. Give miracles to people. Because you're in the kingdom. And the kingdom is within you. Release life. Cause your world to be filled with the power and the glory of the Father. That when you speak well, you create life for people. Are you still there with me? Bible tells all the five ministries who raise you to become ministry people to do ministry not will 
raising you, but you performing signs and wonders and miracles. Let somebody grow up. You are now in Canaan land. You are not journeying there. No more manner for you. Take responsibility for yourself. Hallelujah. What am I talking about? Be what? Stable. Anytime the storm is so heavy, just touch here. And what are you saying? Jesus, wake up. The kingdom is with you. He's the king of the kingdom. And where is he? He's within you. You see, you see the storm in the sea? Where was he? He was in the boat. But the storm was there. The fact that you're a believer doesn't mean storm will not come. But how you respond to the storm is what matters. So what did they say? They went to him and woke him up. And the storm ceased. When you wake up the man sleeping inside of you, your storm is going to cease. Hallelujah. Are we still here? I think I've got to let you go. Go and think about these things. What is God looking for? Stable people. Stable character. Express the kingdom. Know who you are. Don't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Hmm? I used to know somebody who I would say have been such long time believer. Long time. But there is this, and I don't want to mention, there is this annual conferences that everybody goes to. Right? And these guys have been in this conference for donkey of years looking for a miracle. He never got one. But every December he's over there. But never got anything. He has a sincere heart. Whatever it is. God is simply speaking to the brother. The miracle you're looking for is for your inside. You don't need to go to Lagos to get it. Hallelujah. Is anybody following what I'm talking about? You don't need to. So listen, I, I want you to understand that God wants you to become miracle personified. Anytime, anywhere. Resources coming to you. You just need to have your faith knowing it. That a kingdom is within you. You live within a kingdom. You are kingdom personified. Anything you're looking for is at your fingertips. So don't be tossed to and fro by what? Every wind of doctrine. Stand up. I need you to begin to pray a little bit. I need you to think. I need you to talk to the Father. <laughs> Life is precious, people. Life is precious. Life is precious. And the kingdom life is precious. You have all your healing on your inside. You have all the miracles on your inside. You are in the kingdom. We they ask you, go there. Don't go for what? The kingdom of God is within you. And the king is resident within your life. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.